Hello dear friends! In this video I will forward to you all the information I could find about the Judgment Day, the Day of Reckoning, which will be probably be the most remarkable out of all the magical experiences during the end times, and will uh, befall us somewhere around uh, 10 years from now, very roughly, give or take a few years. The Islamic sources even specify that it will fall on Friday, the day concerning angels. They say, also they add, it will be early morning, but uh, that could be only in the Arabic Peninsula. So, in other time zones, it could be different. Actually, reliable information about this uh, most remarkable day is very rare. Not many seers and prophets have had uh, glimpses of... Uh, that day and if that makes you doubt will it really happen or not ultimately it doesn't even matter because uh, every soul goes through self-judgment when it leaves the body that is uh, well proven if you are not sure please read the accounts of the innumerable near-death experiences many of which are confirmed and uh, that combined with the fact that uh, we are most definitely in the end times already i don't know if the proper seven year tribulation has started or not but it is uh, surely very near if it has not and all sources say that most people will depart from their bodies during that time so most likely you're gonna face some form of uh, the judgment very very soon and that's why i hope that you will listen through the end of this video even if you are atheist or agnostic so that you could prepare and by preparing i don't mean that uh, you have to convert to some sort of religion or that you have to uh, become depressed uh, over your sins and make your life just uh, full of uh, guilt, the feeling of guilt. It is not about that, even at the slightest. True repentance uh, will immediately lift off an immense burden off your soul, really immediately, rather than adding more self-hatred, of which uh, most of us have more than enough. Other topics uh, which I'm gonna touch is the question why some shamans can uh, cure other people of uh, terrible sicknesses which they cannot uh, cure in their own body, because this is uh, very relevant to the karma and judgment question. Also, I will touch the topic of uh, there is this theory that uh, the parasites are manipulating our uh, destiny through Saturn and we have lost our independence and we have consented to suffering which we don't deserve. All that uh, will be dissected because it's a very popular uh, rumor nowadays. And then I decided to tell you what uh, was told to me last summer when I felt that the Spirit of Christ is near because what we spoke about was uh, mainly uh, in terms of uh, who deserves what and why and then uh, finally there will be a few more words in terms of uh, practical uh, preparations So, sources which uh, mention the Judgment Day, of course, uh, include Christianity and Islam. Nostradamus, 
he mentions the day of reckoning when all the dead will rise out of their graves. There are hints about the judgment day also in the prophecies of the American Indians and those who have seen the Survivor series will know why is that, because they were actually greatly influenced by Christianity in the so-called pre-Columbian times. As shown in the Survivor's episodes about America, this uh, idea that uh, the Americas developed separately is a very modern concept, which was uh, imposed upon the so-called science with uh, political pressure and is not a result of uh, actual research. So, in terms of the appearance of the story, I will take that from Nostradamus and Nina, who saw very similar things. But since the judgment will be a completely psychic event, apparently according to all sources, this uh, appearance, the external appearance of the events, should be taken only as symbolic. Because uh, with all psychic events, they may actually look quite different to all participants, unlike the events which we are used to here on Earth, which look at least more or less similar to all participants. So, according to many sources, the judgment will come upon us very suddenly. Some people will be eating breakfast and they will not manage to swallow what they have in their mouths. They will be taken so rapidly and without any warning. People, others will try to trade garments. They will have no time to put them aside and fold them. They will be taken so suddenly. And not only those who are alive now who will be judged, but all the people, it seems, everybody who lived uh, through Kali Yuga at least, and probably even in the previous Yugas, we don't know. Also, it is not uh, sure how it's gonna work with uh, the different incarnations, like... Uh, because uh, we have like one central hub, that's ourself, and then we are one of the numerous incarnations of that self, so will those incarnations be grouped together and judged, or each one individually, because they are so much connected? Most likely, uh, things like this, about uh, grouping of the incarnations, uh, they may appear different, differently externally to different people according to the concepts they have. Because the entire point of the judgment will not be to teach the souls about the technicalities of reincarnation and how things are, but purely to determine their destination from that point in time on, depending on what they deserve, and then depending from what cultural background they come from and where do they go, uh, they may have corresponding uh, concepts about what is life and death and reincarnation, etc. So, Nina describes the uh, taking away, so to say, what in uh, the older scriptures is uh, described as taking away. She says, suddenly it will become very dark, absolutely dark everywhere. Of course, there will be earthquakes all the time, but then the earth will completely disappear and to the people it will appear as if they are standing somewhere, but there is no 
uh, soil below them. There is no earth whatsoever. They are as if hanging in the cosmos, if we use modern words. And then uh, these uh, books with one's actions, others call them records, others call them scrolls. Nina saw them as golden texts above uh, everybody's head. They are there and uh, everybody's uh, actions will be visible to everyone. But how did the dead people get a body at that time? Nina described something uh, very spectacular. She saw how literally all graves opened uh, as Nostradamus had a vision. And the particles which uh, were parts of those bodies before they died and now they are parts of other biosystems on Earth, they were summoned by, by the power of the day, the, the judgment day, to come back and make the bodies uh, back, to turn them into living beings again, just for the judgment. And the people would appear to be some 20, 30 years old at that time. During the judgment of each soul, which will be mostly in front of its higher self and Christ, who is the presiding form of the Lord for Kali Yuga, some souls will have objections. They will say, but I did not do this or that. I really don't remember it, but it's there in the scrolls. And they, they will be taken back and they will be shown that indeed there is never any mistake in the records. But usually when such a thing occurs, it's because things which are actually important, we consider them now minor because we live in a world where we are convinced by the TV that money is everything and things about emotions and how we treat other people, that is so much in the periphery that uh, we may not even register the most important things. So sometimes the soul could be taken back into that place, time of their life and be shown that indeed it was like this. And another very frequent problem is uh, when soul objects that I never did this or that, it it's actually that they uh, thought about it. They didn't physically carry out the action, but they had an intention. They did it mentally. And according to Nina, for that, one can be judged as well. Now, in the Hindu texts, there is a remark that um, actually in Kali Yuga, at least people don't have to pay for these sins. Otherwise, everybody will have to go to hell. Um, but in previous yugas, actions uh, committed only on mental level were as valid as those carried out in what now we call solid reality. So again, I don't know if the, so the people who lived in previous yugas will be judged uh, during this judgment. Because according to Alexander Paramanov, this will be a major event and he also definitely spoke about the judgment, although very briefly he confirmed that it will be taking place uh, most definitely. But he said that this will be the wind-up event uh, not only of uh, this Kali Yuga, but of all the cycles. And that means that even souls from previous cycles, maybe they somehow could be judged for that. Uh, during uh, this day of reckoning. 
Another point is that um, I've received countless emails. Uh, people say, how can I meet you? I would like to talk to you. And uh, before that was at least possible during uh, expeditions. Now uh, travel has become uh, difficult or impossible. I don't know if there will be any future expeditions at all. So I guess we'll all have to meet um, at the Judgment Day. It will be also a time when uh, relatives and friends and people who meant something uh, for each other will see their very souls, see the entire history of their souls and uh, much more. Now, many sources who go into details say that uh, it won't be like everybody together judged at the same time. There will be groups and also some people, some souls will be exempt from this judgment because Christ would have judged them even before on personal level. That would be, for example, uh, people who have been uh, killed during the tribulation prosecutions and they knew that they are uh, making their body into a moving target by trying to wake up everybody on earth about the uh, truth of the satanic takeover. And this was a conscious choice uh, which they made not only in this life, but when they were planning their entire life, even before they got born, because uh, they knew they have uh, some bad karma from before that needs to be paid off. And karma works like this, that it is not... Uh, plain punishment that you just need to sit and wait and suffer until it finishes but it is designed in such a way that uh, while suffering some negativity one learns and grows even more so let's say somebody is uh, murdered during the tribulation for telling the truth that would be both that would be also reactions to some past karma they had and also at the same time, a conscious decision uh, for which one had choice in one's life and one made that decision because uh, decided that standing for the truth is more important than uh, maintaining a body because uh, bodies can be changed. But exceptional situations like the tribulation, they will be not always there to take advantage for in terms of growth. So in older texts, these people are called uh, martyrs, but uh, I'm avoiding that word because uh, some may decide that, uh, oh, but this is only for religious people, this is not for us. Actually, it's for everybody, because also, as it is said in the religious texts, Christ will accept everybody who stands for the truth, even if they are sinners, even if they are not particularly religious, but for some other reason they decide, I'm not uh, going to take the satanic offers, I'm going to stay with the honorable people until the end, no matter what. At the end, uh, this type of people, uh, I'm sure they will be much more dear to Christ than the pretentiously religious people who uh, go to church and uh, take the mark. So, in many sources, uh, it is mentioned that uh, souls who do very well, even before the general judgment, when the judgment comes, they will be already amongst the angels and not amongst the uh, general crowd, which also will be divided in different groups and the more pious will be uh, apparently judged first. 
Now I've been uh, concentrating on the external superficial story so far because that's what people want, otherwise they just uh, abandon watching the video if there is too much philosophy. But the real important thing is uh, what on earth is really sin actually? For example, uh, here in uh, Eurasia it is uh, at least popular and in Islam to believe that extramarital affairs are sin, but in the Amazon jungle, in the Shipibo tribe, uh, where I was, uh, how do you s really uh, figure out when are you married or not? It's quite a different uh, thing. If a woman comes in your house and lives with you, you are married to her as long as she is there. And when she leaves, uh, it means you are divorced. So it's uh, quite a, a different perspective of things. So are those... Uh, Shipibo's gonna be judged by the same law like here? That wouldn't be really fair because uh, not only they don't have like tradition for anything more sophisticated but they barely have the capacity to understand anything more sophisticated because also their concept of time is completely different. And by the way, it's better than ours, although we will call it simple and primitive, it's actually nearer to God, but anyhow, they don't even have the resources, I mean, they're so poor, they can't put together some sort of festive organization, they just don't have the money for it. They don't even have spoons at home or wardrobe because they don't even have clothes. So luckily, uh, according to almost all sources, except some uh, really like uh, fanatic variations, people will be judged according to the laws given for their race or their tribe. And it will be also a very important factor how much did they know uh, from their family background about these laws. For example, if uh, somebody was born in a religious and pious family but decided not to listen to what their parents told them because they know better and they want to be a modern computer gadget person, those, those will be really guilty. Uh, while, let's say, a person who was uh, born an orphan or in atheistic family or you know, the mother, father beating each other, no human feeling left. If such people uh, who could not have known the laws properly, even if they wanted, if later on by their own endeavor and understanding they turn, they figure out what is really the noble way, uh, because nowadays the crooks, they also call their ways noble, those uh, who will stick to the end, to the noble laws really given by the Lord, because they are able to recognize them, those uh, will be held in high regard uh, during the Judgment Day. So people who grew up in different environments and uh, were given different uh, degree of knowledge during their childhood may get a completely different reaction for the same thing. Let's say drinking alcohol. While Christian people uh, may not be condemned for having few drinks per year during special occasions, I'm only saying may, it is just a guess from me, don't take it for sure, maybe they will be not judged for that, while if they drink more, they will go in the category of alcoholics, and for that there will be very sad consequences. Now, for the same thing, for drinking alcohol, the Muslim people will get much uh, heavier punishment 
because uh, not only by drinking alcohol uh, they open the doors of their heart wide for like inviting evil spirits to possess them but they are also openly insulting their the religion of their forefathers so it's uh, way more serious while for the same thing for drinking alcohol some hindu people may not get even punished if uh, they are really like shudra class and they have the occupation of uh, sweeping the street for such people it is actually allowed while for the initiated priests in the temple the hindus if they drink alcohol of course uh, they will be treated as people who have uh, shamelessly disregarded the law of god because uh, they know very well that alcohol is an open invitation for all evil things to settle in your heart now the people of the modern fast food spirituality uh, they will say what's wrong with drinking one beer I just feel relaxed and joyful and I don't see any bad spirits entering me. I don't uh, do any harm to others, so why this should be seen? I personally don't know if uh, such people will be punished for one single beer, but what I know for sure is the people who talk in such a way uh, drink uh, much more than one single beer in their entire life. What they call relaxation is uh, simply temporary uh, wipe out of a memory so that they don't face they they become so much uh, like senseless that they don't face their own darkness and negativity in the heart which they have been piling up one beer per day or per hour and as far as the joy of such uh, one 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 beer uh, people report uh, this is simply the pathetic joy of not the uh, feeling the burden of ignorance which they have been uh, fed with the 111 beers because alcohol as shown in millions of real cases it is a dark black magic substance which makes people develop these specific qualities stubbornly adhering to uh, wrong decisions disregarding others disrespecting others cruelty uh, which uh, they deny for themselves in front of themselves by saying i haven't punched anybody ever after drinking actually cruelty can manifest in many ways so ultimately uh, why people who drink alcohol will be quite ashamed of themselves uh, during the day of judgment is not because they have had uh, fun and god is so mean that he punishes them for their fun but it will be because all of the other stupid things which they have done inspired by the darkness of the alcohol and that is why in the quran and in the bible it has been made clear again and again that alcoholics will not enter the new beautiful earth the new kingdom of god under any circumstances they have been devout worshippers of the dark spirit of the alcohol their entire lives and their master he will not fail to call them to the dark side at the end uh, homosexuals are listed along with uh, alcoholics in both uh, Christian and Muslim sources and I outlined uh, one possible understanding of the situation in a previous video maybe this one or maybe the other one the saga of the bloody pigs continued and basically I'm for myself not sure what will be the fate of those uh, who are homosexual because they are born that way 
But what I'm sure about is that in this uh, category, by this term in the Bible and in the Quran, are also described all types of uh, sex perverts, for example, including those who have developed taste and addiction for ugly online porn. And that includes even those uh, who are addicted only to watching it. There is no need to actually do it. This addiction uh, probably will be enough, uh, even just by itself. Of course, it's always usually combined with other similar addictions. But it will be uh, more than enough uh, to get uh, sucked into the uh, mouth of the Antichrist during uh, the last days. Alexander Pramonov not only confirmed that uh, there will be such a judgment, most definitely, in uh, his official uh, warning speech, uh, specifically published for the parasites, one of them, and he also provided details which I have not found anywhere else. Uh, so I will remind you what uh, did he say about the judgment, although it is also in one of the older videos, but still it is so relevant to the topic of the Day of Reckoning that I will include it again. Basically, he warned them last year that now is the last time that you have the chance to convert to the side of the light. He did not say that members only of a specific religion will be saved or a specific sect. No, everybody will be judged according to what he did. So he was specifically addressing uh, people who work in the, uh, as politicians in this uh, parasitic machine, obviously. But uh, the way he explained it, uh, basically that was also towards like uh, even policemen who in future will be attacking noble people. He said for this type of entities there will be absolutely no chance to enter the new earth under any form, but if they repent for the path they have been on even for a long time. Uh, last year he said if you do it now you can somehow enter even at the lowest position you will be still so lucky because the new earth will be so opulent and beautiful and like paradise-like that even in the lowest position you will be better than the kings now. And as far as uh, those who do not convert, he said uh, that there is uh, usually a judgment after every Kali Yuga, but this one will be quite different because this is the last Kali Yuga. And uh, he said, in terms of judgment this time, actually the most hardened parasitic criminals, they will not be even punished. They will be something similar to annihilated. Now, souls as such never get annihilated, but this is like um, recycling the eternal energy from which they are made. So the energy as, as such, the, the living being, the spark of God, that will not disappear, but it will be kind of merged and its individuality, the way it is now, it will never exist again. It will later on become, so to say, parts of other personalities. But uh, these people who get annihilated in such way, kind of annihilated, 
They will never exist in the future. They will not reincarnate anymore. It's exactly like in a factory. Uh, some goods, they're so defective that they simply recycle them. If it is a minor detail, uh, they may still use them for something, but they're pieces that are just hopeless. So souls which are so hopeless that uh, they're so cruel that no matter how much they boil in hell, they will never improve. For such souls, uh, they will be sent for recycling at the end of this cycle. That's what Paramonov explained. And this type of recycling is also mentioned and described in the set books, although he doesn't say that this is uh, something uh, unique for this end time judgment. And it is also described in the e Egyptian uh, Book of the Dead or the knowledge that the Egyptians uh, had about what happens to dead people. Those who are uh, particularly sinful, like the best of sinners, they will get recycled. Ordinary sinners uh, will be sent to lower planets. Usually we call them hell. But they also have uh, their like uh, stages. The mildest uh, hell is uh, probably something like uh, the worst earth, yeah, like Guantanamo. I do fully agree with you if you think that uh, God is love and therefore uh, hell should not exist. And uh, my description of when I tried to bring up this topic in front of Christ is about to follow later on in this video. But uh, do not deceive yourself. You will not be judged according to what you fantasize, but according to the laws of the universe. And the hellish places are uh, very, very, very real. They do exist. Life is quite short there, maybe 20, 30, 50 years, something like that. People uh, with milder sins will usually decide to get rid of them by enduring some sort of uh, inconvenience or suffering during the tribulation. So it's not that for every single small thing one will be denied access to the new earth. And luckily we don't have to pay for all sins, but just uh, some of them. Washing away sins is described in many religions and uh, the process is uh, more or less the same. I think the best explanation is again in the set books of Jane Roberts that to really uproot a given type of uh, sinful records from one's karma, one should fully eliminate all the supporting beliefs which have caused that sin to take place. So those who manage to tune their standards of good and bad to the real angelic universal standards of what good and bad is, they will wash away without the need of suffering most or all of their sins. Now, as people now on earth say, good and bad are relative. And this is just a modern fashion because now the true and complete law of God as given initially to the tribes, to the lands, is lost and indeed there are some situations where I mean we will be confused we, we can't even understand what is sometimes uh, good and bad but that is only now when the proper laws are lost earlier in the times of the righteous kings when they were really descendants of the gods or incarnations of God and there was no second opinion good and bad uh, were the laws given by the Lord
Now let's take as an example the visions uh, the Nina lady had about the future of her own soul. She was shown few different uh, possible destinations. She was assured by the Lord that she will make it uh, through the tribulation. She will hold on to the real truth. She will not betray God. But she was kind of given a few possible paths. And uh, the one by which she could go really what is called in Christianity the seventh heaven, the, the, like the highest rank of angels, for that uh, she had to endure like extreme hardship. There were situations in her life, it's a long story. And these situations came, but she simply, she, she knew what's going on and she knew that she could achieve a very high position relatively in a short time, but she simply didn't have the courage to go for that type of suffering. And that's why she decided to take uh, the slower path and uh, eventually she will make it alive, although for some time she will be in concentration camp, but she will make it alive and alright to the time of Christ and she will be one of those lucky souls that will live on the new earth. But for her, that will be kind of a lower achievement compared to what uh, she could have uh, reached otherwise. And eventually, as the dust of the tribulation uh, settles and people start functioning, you know, living like angels, she said uh, they will also will have free access to the first level of uh, what we call like heaven or, or paradise because that also has its seven uh, stages. That's also in, in Hinduism, in Buddhism, all these uh, hellish and heavenly uh, planets, places are described like belts, groups of planets, something like that, places. Planets is not the best word probably, realms of existence should be more correct. So the flat earthers who have been uh, correcting me all along in their minds uh, actually have right this time. And also one time Paramonov he was speaking about something else and by the way he mentioned uh, that uh, people will gradually also get access to some heavenly realms, but I believe not with technology, but uh, through meditation portals or something like that. So basically the day of reckoning will be the uh, final call for the souls to take their paths according to what they have done. Now yesterday I spoke with a Christian man and he was also, when uh, he found out that I have all kinds of interesting sources, he was himself uh, trying to figure out now is this earth gonna get destroyed? Are the good people gonna be like taken to heaven and this earth be destroyed or a new earth or are we gonna rebuild here? Who will remain? Who will go? And I really think this is uh, too complicated. Also in Islam uh, there is a mention that all the good people will be taken and only the whoever remains here on earth will be hell and uh, if you saw the video with my own visions uh, this is exactly what I saw the good ones were literally sucked out in the air and that was at the time when the police uh, came to arrest all unmarked people 
and at that time whatever remained on earth that was that was really bad so also nina says that christ will curse the entire earth and new earth will appear emerge out of it but uh, does this mean that the polluted land will disappear completely with all the houses with all the uh, you know historic relics we have or is this just gonna be transformed and rebuilt uh, or for example in the mother shipton uh, prophecies she also says that uh, the old land will be stinky with pollution and it will be an uninhabitable while the new land will have like fresh grass and will come out from the sea where it was sea before and then on the other side the seas will dry and the landscape will change there will be only one continent again as it was uh, in the past so this is this is very complicated i myself don't have uh, any sure answer but um, i don't think we even need one it will be definitely very interesting to see it all so in the past it was the religion and the spiritual teachings which taught the people what are the laws of the lord but now that's infiltrated it's corrupted by the enemy it's satanized very subtly and when listening to this video somebody may wonder so is for example sex a sin on one side the hollywood has created the impression that uh, sex is stupidly demonized by the religions but this is only by the corrupted fractions of the religion that's actually the satanic influence not the original teaching and because of that uh, many people easily fall in the other trap oh sex is sacred so uh, let's let's go for the random sex and cheating on my wife is also okay actually both of these attitudes uh, seem to be sinful the second one cheating on one's wife is obviously sin the first one uh, uh, hating the best things in life should be also some sort of sin i'm not sure in which category it will fall probably self-hatred but having said that uh, it will be still hard to give an advice so if I'm now looking for a new girlfriend or boyfriend, I mean, how, how, what is the practical measure of what is sin and what is not? Well, my personal advice is uh, think what would have your grand-grand-grandmother uh, or grandfather considered sin or not, because that is the law applicable in your area, instead of uh, considering what the people now around you believe. Although the belief of your grand-grandfather would be most probably what uh, set as channeled by Jane Roberts describes as blurry memory of the old knowledge, still that advice will have higher chances to be closer to the law of God than the modern uh, fashionable perceptions which in most cases uh, boil down to some sort of uh, satanism. And then many people will complain, but uh, the advice that my grand-grandfather would be probably giving me does not resonate with me. It doesn't go along with my nature. So what to do? That's also wrong. And this advice uh, to accept or reject things uh, based on do they resonate with you or not is mostly, not always, but mostly in modern times, 
used as a satanic trick because most people in the modern times don't have sattvic or pure qualities. What is sattvic, tamasic and rajasic is explained in this video. And that's why if they go for what uh, uh, resonates with them, that will simply, uh, as described in the prophecy, uh, keep them stubbornly anchored in sin. Because if they have uh, rajasic or tamasic substance inside, sinful ideas will uh, resonate with them. So, to get rid of sins without suffering, the only way is repentance. Uh, usually there is a religion confession, one goes to a priest and confesses. But nowadays uh, all these uh, religious things, they are so much polluted and infiltrated that uh, it's probably, I don't know, maybe even better to uh, confess in front of your icon at home. Uh, in front of Jesus Christ or uh, whatever you have, Drog Vyacheslav. But not all type of uh, confession will give results. The type of confession which surely doesn't give results is like somebody hears this video and decides that one never knows, maybe she is right, let me better confess everything I suspect to be sin and uh, yeah, to be sure, just in case, as an insurance no, this this is just uh, automatic accounting, this will do nothing. Because true repentance is when you really understand that uh, what you did was wrong and you understand clearly why and then you will not do it again. Otherwise you will keep sinning even after such a preposterous confession because you simply do not understand, it's not your nature to understand why you're doing something wrong. And it will be difficult to develop the proper understanding unless one rises to sattva guna. And uh, the way to that is, first of all, freedom of addictions to TV, to alcohol. This is like the first step to technology, and then eating your own grown food, spending more time in meditation and prayer. Somebody sent a question uh, because I recommended uh, giving in charity until we still can, because in, in the new earth we, we cannot do that punya. Punya means like pious activity in the Hindu context. There won't be any poor people, so now until we have, uh, we are still allowed to go uh, out of our houses, uh, we should be giving uh, charity if uh, we manage to find some needy people around. So somebody asked, but just uh, giving with the conscious that I'm doing something to pile up pious activity, doesn't that cancel the result? Uh, so giving charity uh, just out of uh, such uh, calculations, you know, out of calculativeness and making it as a business, as a bargain, that is a rajasic charity. It's much better to do that uh, than to do nothing. And one, when one is in tamas, for example, full of addictions, then one cannot rise directly to sattva. So it's better to do something rajasic, and even that will be for benefit of such a person. Because one needs actually a highly sattvic uh, quality to always give uh, charity without even thinking of uh, the expectation, will this return to me? 
a sattvic person is full also of knowledge they know that like in the hindu scriptures it is said whatever you give in charity it comes back hundred times so the sattvic person will know that he, he will be aware of it but it will be not what motivates him when he gives charity and a person who is uh, just uh, full of rajas he will do it out of calculation because he doesn't have any other consciousness. But eventually, as he understands and gets taste of sattva, rajas will be his uh, stepping place to uh, sattva. And to finish off with the repentance, this uh, uh, infiltrated New Age scam, because the true New Age uh, religion is very pure, it's my favorite because it's founded by set who can be uh, called my guru, but the infiltrated version uh, which preaches that uh, sin doesn't exist, you just do whatever uh, you feel like and you are God and uh, the entire idea of sin is just to make you feel guilty. And this is a skillfully twisted satanic fraud. Years ago when somebody sent me that material uh, showing with names and proofs uh, how they had uh, intelligence uh, you know people agents really publishing us new age people at that time i didn't understand well, why exactly they're preaching like love is god and everything is god and this seems to be like a good thing but now i understand very well what exactly they were twisting what they were cunningly twisting is to convince the people that the absolute law of god the true Good and evil does not exist and whatever you imagine, that's okay. And uh, thus not only drag people into pure tamas, but also cut off their way to repentance. And again, true repentance, if you do it properly, you will feel a tremendous burden coming off your shoulders. Because true repentance, its essence is to understand what have you been doing wrong, and stop doing that wrong and that will automatically make you more sattvic or even more sattvic if you are already uh, sattvic and you are only working on finer purifications so in any way uh, no repentance is not about the feeling of guilt that's uh, the propaganda of the hollywood and if you're a modern person which i assume if you are listening to this video I'm telling you, probably there are quite a few things uh, we are doing wrong. For example, slander. That has become such a standard part of our life that very few people understand that this is a serious sin. But so many of us uh, automatically uh, backbite and slander just at the slightest irritation. The movies, uh, they have... Uh, uploaded this like automatic program into us at the slightest irritation we tend to look for somebody around and blame him even if the person has nothing to do with our problem and then slander so many times this uh, question has been raised in connection to older videos like for example why uh, Bruno Gröning who was uh, healing people like people would come on wheelchairs and just by listening to him they would uh, throw away their wheelchairs why did he die of a cancer or something like this and 
But Rock Vyacheslav himself died probably of something like cancer. Does this mean that the uh, dark side has powers over unincarnated angels? And also in the Amazon jungle, I have seen uh, shamans healing people of very serious problems, that cancer type, but they cannot uh, heal themselves from even uh, lighter problems. And by the way, I have asked them their perspective on uh, this very same question, and they replied, when a shaman is healing a patient, he is addressing the problem of the patient. He is fighting with the problem with the patient, and he might be able to solve it. But if he cannot solve uh, his own health problem, that means that he needs to find a shaman, another one stronger than himself, who will be able to solve it. Actually, this um, confusion amongst Western people only, this question arises, like especially it is well visible with the situation with the shamans, is this uh, confusion that uh, the shaman is treating some sort of uh, like chemical reactions in the body which cause uh, the given sickness. No, he is not addressing uh, the wrong distribution of chemicals or extracting poisons. He's addressing the karmic problem which is causing the sickness. So the karmic problem of a cancer patient, let's say, may not be that serious. Or actually the karma might be expiring at that moment even without the help of the shaman. So the shaman will sing and the patient might be well even on the next morning. This does not mean that this shaman can cure cancer. That is a misunderstanding of the Western people which they have absorbed from the TV, uh, which uh, has been bamboozling the heads of the people, that uh, sicknesses need to be dissected and then you need to like, change chemicals or introduce other poisons. All that is nonsense. Another example, the Orthodox Saint Agapit, he was a famous healer. He would cure most difficult cases. He would uh, chant prayers on the herbs and then uh, give them to the people. And uh, I believe even kings would come from far away. And he was really a miraculous healer. However, he himself suffered from serious disabilities his entire life. And this is not uh, just a legend, but also when he died, his body became what the scientists call naturally mummified. Actually, the saintly people also in Asia, this is well known when the great yogis die, their bodies, they remain kind of semi-alive, kind of hibernation state. So his... Uh, uh, saintliness is not only confirmed by the legend but also by his uh, mummy which is still kept and they even examined the mummy uh, the, the penguins looking for mummification traces uh, always hoping to discover that it was fraud no they actually mummified him he didn't mummify naturally no the saints do mummify naturally and that is the proof that uh, they were saints and after that uh, sometimes also from their bones these uh, fragrant oils come this is still observed in many cases so when the penguins were examining his uh, mummy 
looking to find traces of, of artificial mummification, which uh, they could not find at all. Uh, they, by the way, noticed that indeed, as in the legends his uh, disabilities were described, he indeed suffered uh, many such disabilities, and they uh, listed them uh, and uh, wondered how how he uh, coped with life because this uh, should have been extremely painful. But he was always in prayer, and he continued until the very end to heal seriously ill people. So why is that? Why? The reason is that repentance and punya, which means pious activities, they wash away almost all sins, but not all. There are sins which have to be repaid. And there are many stories also in the old religious books. I forgot the name of this saint. He spent, I don't know how many years or decades in prayers to Saint Peter, please request from the Lord that my sins got washed away. And after a very long time, Saint Peter appeared in a vision to him and even told him, okay, I have done that. And now Christ has excused all sins, but he said, that in the past sometimes you initiated uh, men into becoming monks without uh, feeling inspiration, without getting a sign from the Lord for that. Apparently one should not initiate monks without getting sign from the Lord. And that the Lord, he said, for that you will have to pay all your other sins. They were excused. They, they were written off. And there are countless such stories in practically all religions and uh, all, the, all the spiritual sources of, of genuine information. And also Seth himself confirms, although he tries to be extremely positive, he also a few times uh, uh, clearly says uh, there are sins for which there is absolutely no atonement ever, so we have to be very careful. And as far as uh, why did Otrok Vyacheslav die, well, he told uh, to his parents uh, long before it happened. Uh, did he even specify the exact month or something like this? He said that uh, at this and this time I will suddenly get sick and I will die. He knew what is about to come. He also said who is... Uh, uh, why is he gonna leave so soon? He said there was another plan. I would uh, grow up and get married and actually become a doctor. But uh, people started degrading so fast that I have to leave uh, the earth sooner than expected. So there was a change of plans. And then all these uh, parasitic groups, I don't want to mention their names, he said uh, they will do this uh, uh, black magic, which they are doing constantly on him. But now, because of uh, he wants to leave, they will be allowed to do it. And because of that, he will die. And that's exactly what happened. As far as uh, Gruno Groening, he also uh, said the way he, he also, that was for him, this sickness was uh, a way to leave the earth. Probably he came just for healing. He came and said, uh, actually, uh, very soon, uh, New Age is starting and everybody will be a healer like me. But um, uh, at the time he decided it's time to leave was because they decided uh, to start giving him uh, 
again and again legal trouble why are you healing people without having a, a certificate for being a doctor this is this is not allowed this is illegal and they started uh, threatening him and uh, he said well it's time to leave because people cannot even take the help that you are giving to them which uh, is to be expected amongst such people he said and um, after saying that all of a sudden he got sick and he left now some of you may wonder uh, why didn't they live in some more uh, how to say graceful way uh, without uh, such uh, the suffering of sickness first of all we don't know if they suffered we assume that they might have suffered because other people suffer with such sicknesses but this is uh, this is not always so because different levels of soul deal differently with earthly experience and second of all we don't know much actually for sure about the true identity of uh, these souls uh, are they completely uh, immune to doing something wrong? Were they paying off something? We don't really know anything is possible. There is uh, always some reason for something. And I'm not uh, doing a blasphemy when I say that, because even when the Supreme Lord came as Rama, as the incarnation in uh, Rama in India, even he had some problems in life. And he was not paying off karma. It, he just decided to, to, to participate in such a drama. So we should not, with our limited understanding, assume things and uh, do a childish logic for uh, things which are far above us. Also, in this uh, entire thing, there is the factor of ancestral karma. I don't claim I really fully grasped that yet but there is plenty of proof that this is so plenty of proof i've had uh, myself surely number of them in my life absolutely confirmed on my other channel there is a video called uh, ancestral karma is it really fair so we understand it or not it it does work so the things are a bit more complicated than uh, most of us expect And also when we put the ancestral karma into the equation, that is not necessarily negative. I mean, it can bring negative surprises, but it can also bring positive things. That's why in Hinduism, there is no real obligation to worship any deity or perform this type of things. That's up to the individual. One can go to the temple, do things or not, however, doing the Shraddat ceremony for the departed ancestors that is an absolute duty in Hinduism. And why this uh, law has been set up like this? It's a kind of a protection in case somebody goes to hell or ends up uh, in some serious trouble because of wrongdoings. At least his uh, children and grandchildren could, with the ritual, somewhat alleviate the situation. And there is a similar concept in Christianity. Uh, I've heard they say that uh, when 
people go to hell they uh, over there they cannot do uh, like really spiritual meditation or something to free themselves but uh, sometimes it happens that the Virgin Mary comes and pulls them out and when that happens when actually even the Christians say so that is when some ancestors or uh, children or grandchildren uh, do some prayers for the given soul so it's a very similar to situation to what is uh, described in the Hinduism There is a popular belief uh, circling uh, in some fast food spirituality circles that uh, this uh, law of karma has been corrupted and the parasites through Saturn trap the souls and convince them to get born and suffer without a reason. Of course this is not true because uh, the parasites cannot do something really against the system uh, set by the Lord because uh, these very same parasites they are also part of the lord they are not like independent of him a party opposing to him but this concept has uh, gained uh, popularity amongst the karma deniers who simply uh, don't want to learn and karma is the law for uh, giving lessons to the souls so people who are tamasic of course everything that demonizes karma it will resonate with them and you see it resonates with me, so it means it's true, so it's all solved for them. But the ultimate proof that uh, this is not true is that the souls, uh, we, we don't really suffer exactly because some judge in heaven, hmm, let's see what is my moon today and what will I decide for the souls of this soul. It's not the way things work, they are automatic. And what many people perceive as undeserved suffering is nothing else but actually fruits of their own thoughts, which they simply do not want to face. And in most cases, uh, because Tamaguna is so sticky, the ignorance traps them in such a way, eventually they can't even see that it, uh, it's a result of their own thoughts and actions instead of a punishment uh, whimsically uh, decided by a higher authority and the only cure for this is to become sattvic and sattva means clarity of mind and then gradually they will be able to see through more and more layers of understanding what exactly has caused a seemingly uh, random or bad luck problem Let's start with a very rough example, you know, the bandit types in the neighborhood who go around and pick up fights with other such similar characters. They don't think they're bad people. In their heart of hearts, they're convinced that, you see, that dude, he thinks he's very cool. Let's go and beat him to show him that we are even cooler. This is, uh, this is what circles in the mind of such uh, most ignorant people. They, they cannot even understand that they end up uh, in fights because of their own utter stupidity. But this is a very crude example. When it becomes more subtle, less and less people can perceive that. 
And that is why when years ago I went to the Amazon jungle uh, and I prayed to the spirits to, to teach me truth, to show me how can I practically uh, start seeing through the layers of illusion, the very first thing they had to show me is how I create my own problems, which I was not suspecting before that. But very patiently they showed me how, for example, I get uh, irritated by things which actually don't even concern me. What others decide to do with their lives is none of my business. For example, that was one way in which I was causing uh, problems for myself. Why should I wonder why is this or that person doing wrong? And I'm not the judge. The law of karma manages all that automatically. Uh, I don't need to ruin my health by uh, worrying about this or that related to other people's. I was not even aware of this direct connection between certain uh, sicknesses and things that I think was there. But after the spirits very patiently uh, showed me a few examples of this type, and then I gradually started uh, figuring and seeing directly uh, the rest of the problems myself once I understood the principle. And that is also why they were gradually opening my vision uh, for such subtle things, because I was using it the right way. Because the more one gets disentangled from ignorance, the more one uh, gets into sattva, the more one can perceive directly. It's not about going to some tarot reader, why does my toe hurt today? Oh, and the reader will tell you because the neighbor did that black magic. Ah, oh, really? So seeing direct is uh, radically different from stupid superstition. So the people who don't want to learn how to see things, uh, they prefer to bury their head in the sand with, uh, oh, this theory with Saturn and that God is love and that's why no suffering should be there, that resonates with me, boom, head buried. Yet there is another more positive side to this uh, entire Saturn picture. I think, and I, in the past I, I had some correspondence with people who believe in that, and it turned out that it's um, actually a misinterpretation, because when one believes in the fast food spirituality, then that leads to misinterpreting actually past life regressions. So, uh, it really seems that it's a question of uh, misunderstanding. Because when I was presenting the Paramonov material, I think I didn't mention the entire story about the Svarga laboratory and the Prispodnia laboratory, because it's a bit complicated. In English, there is no uh, translation even for the Prispodnia. It is uh, translated as hell. And although it is true that it is part of hell, it is actually a highly specialized uh, unit of uh, hell that Paramonov explained, that it's like a laboratory and they really set up such a distortion. I think it might be connected uh, uh, still with the Atlantis when they started uh, attempting to tamper with uh, the path of the souls and angered the Lord, and now they are doing it again. So that, that is still functioning and Paramonov explained that um, they take very low creatures which have just come to existence. They 
they're in, in such an embryonic state of living beings that they are like a small worm or something like this with very low consciousness and they do some sort of tricks to them they exchange their consciousness so that uh, from hell all these devils that have come they can uh, like something like walk-ins for those who are familiar with the uh, concept of walk-ins they use the bodies of lower creatures to walk into the earth which is uh, not their uh, realm now I remember when I was in India there was a bank and uh, over there they use English but they are not sometimes sure what it means like homely meals and stuff like that so the bank this uh, uh, the meaning of their advertisement was supposed to be that this is a very friendly bank in which you are most welcome uh, to walk in casually anytime and uh, you do your banking relaxed and they had these big posters walk in bank <laughs> which is quite spooky you know bank for walk-ins <laughs> anyhow so such a laboratory does exist i, I think uh, christ will ultimately probably destroy it because i don't see what will be the need of it after the end of kali yuga if this is really the last cycle and also he spoke that there is a sattvic um, thing svarga which is also in our terms a laboratory but i think it will bring this word uh, somewhat uh, wrong association with uh, some sort of dissecting frogs or this type of technology actually the sattvic uh, laboratory is about uh, um, producing species the pure way the god intended so that is Svarga, uh, where species of uh, living being are uh, being designed and tested with the power of the thought by angels. And it's a uh, uh, dark counterfeit is this uh, Prespodnia laboratory. So this is one giant uh, setup, the Prespodnia laboratory and the transmission of uh, these uh, patterns from Saturn that is the demonic uh, infrastructure and then it further is expands to this uh, giant computer work on Earth this is all one single system, one setup and too many details of uh, this story actually match the Saturn story uh, which uh, its proponents uh, themselves uh, at the end admit that they got it from past life regressions but when I read the past life regressions they were quoting it turned out that uh, in the past life regressions the setup which I described uh, was uh, actually described and it was uh, because uh, some people here with their modern fast food spirituality misconceptions they digested it through their concept of things and at the end this entire Saturn um, karma demonization story appeared a perfect example uh, how even a true story can be twisted to serve the dark side because ultimately this Saturn story is serving the dark side it makes people uh, actually feel hopeless you know we, we are uh, trapped in this life we have no choice we have to suffer for something we haven't done we are chained to this satanic predestined uh, disasters 
Even though they will say if you don't believe in the disasters, these very same people, they will also say if you don't believe in the disasters, they will not uh, happen. But practically they happen to them as well. They are countless examples, daily, hourly. So ultimately uh, they preach hopelessness. If uh, people believe in all that, uh, eventually they will feel uh, helpless. And they will take the mark uh, if they believe in this type of stories, because when the situation arrives, you know, they will be uh, unprepared, because they wouldn't believe in the prophecies, misled by such stories, they will be unprepared, maybe trapped in a city, and then there will be no food, no water, no transportation, and then they will say, oh, I really have to take the mark, it seems, because there is no other way. No, there is another way, but uh, when you were told about that way, you rejected it, uh, because uh, you believed the karma demonizers. And now, uh, a few more hints uh, for those who are making uh, food supply preparation for the apocalypse, which becomes more and more relevant topic after we saw what happened very recently in Texas, even without any major apocalyptic events. And the unprepared people were stuck in the cold without food or anything. Now, another food that will easily last 10 years, if it is probably dried, I don't know which brands are good and which are not, but in general, properly dry mushrooms will easily last uh, 10 years and even more. And especially this type, you can get even in Europe in the Asian groceries for like 15 euros per kilo. Uh, they are ready to eat, they are exactly like a fresh salad, just with a little bit of water, in a few minutes only. Uh, I find them very tasty. And they swell so much in size that practically with uh, 10 or 20 kilos one can survive an entire year on mushrooms only, on these mushrooms. Cacao powder will also easily last 10 years, so does sugar, it lasts even more. And even some brands of ordinary powdered milk, they are special brands for preppers, I guess only in America, in Europe we don't have I mean, real preparism like we have in America. So those are like expensive, uh, super expensive, but uh, some people have found like 10 year, even ordinary brands of uh, dry milk, and it's fine in most cases, absolutely. So with uh, dry milk, uh, cacao powder and sugar, you can make even your own chocolate and have a luxury apocalypse. And then in terms of uh, sprouts, this dal, which is supposed to be the most nutritious and the best in terms of health, uh, it sprouts like 100% uh, within one or two days. And you will find it cheap in the uh, specialized Asian food stores for uh, two and a half euro. And as far as seeds, uh, they are still cheap in America, but they are not uh, cheap in Europe if you buy them as seeds. And the way to go around that is to buy the same product from uh, like uh, the, the stores which sell like bird food or hamster food. I even inquired and some people have uh, tried sprouting that type of seeds and they sprout as well. So basically they are the same like the sprouting seeds, but in Europe they cost 10 times less, uh, which is a considerable difference in price. And so these uh, hamster foods, uh, like, or even some fishing stores, they offer hemp seeds 
uh, in countries where it is, of course, that is legal because uh, hemp sprouts are also very tasty and nutritious. They, they taste like cucumber and grow very big and fat. And the entire plant is also eatable, the leaves for salad. It, it grows vigorously. So if you try looking for hemp seeds in Europe, it will be like uh, at least 30 euros per kilo. But if you get them from the fish bite shop, they cost 2 euros per kilo and they do the same thing. They sprout very well. Something else which uh, sprouts readily uh, and very fast are um, mustard seeds and sprouts uh, taste like uh, radish or cabbage and they are a very good alternative to the very expensive uh, uh, cabbage and uh, radish seeds at least in Europe. And the cheap mustard seeds like uh, again maybe two or three euros per kilo that's again in the Asian food stores. And I recently got my second book uh, for collecting uh, wild weeds uh, to eat. It's called Foragers Calendar. It's good. The first one is called Food for Free. It's also good, but uh, much smaller. They have like different plants. And with that, I tried uh, to go in February when there was a lot of snow here in the forest. And without any experience and much expectation, I could still easily find uh, enough things, uh, even below the snow, to uh, munch on. Mainly turkey tail mushrooms, but it was good. In general, it was good. Far better than expected. So, in terms of food, uh, really, with uh, very little money, uh, one, one should not worry of uh, any hunger. And this is a question I received about uh, fasting. Actually, somebody asked the same thing uh, to Drog Vyacheslav. And the answer uh, was maybe not exactly what the person expected. But uh, Vyacheslav said that uh, about fasting, now that there is food, you should eat very well and you should not fast. Because later on you will have to fast. <laughs> And benefits of fasting, uh, you know, it's it's a shamanic uh, practice in the Americas and also recently I heard that uh, it was also spread amongst the Bogomils to um, make somebody fast even without water for up to three days in a dark uh, room, even without uh, windows. Interestingly, they have uh, the same exercise in the Americas for developing mystic powers uh, very fast. So the fasting will come naturally by uh, uh, circumstances. Uh, for those who don't follow my suggestions about the uh, mushrooms and uh, sprouts, but it's possible that even if you follow them uh, still, you know, because of the floods or because of the thieves or the earthquakes, to lose your supply of uh, seeds and uh, food and then I think the best explanation was from Alexander Paramonov he said uh, when the cells of advanced people don't get any more nutrition they go to into a different mode of feeding directly from the eater and when the cells of your body uh, go into that mode your entire being kind of gets another superior lighter body and you just 
become nearer to an angelic form, even with your current human body. So that's what the sattvic people will be experiencing if uh, they happen to starve. But it will be different for those who take the path of darkness. They will uh, decide that now is the time to eat my, my neighbors. That will be like a normal for them. So <laughs> there will be different reactions to the same situation. So my suggestion in this uh, situation is if you have some favorite foods which are not not bad for your health, just uh, eat now a lot of them so that one day if uh, they are not there, at least you will not uh, like regret much. Well, you will think at least I had enough a couple of years ago. So I received the question, is it possible to curse a city? And are there any tips on lifting that curse? I mean, of course it's possible to uh, curse any place or any person or anything, any activity, situation, anything can be cursed. And that's, that's the daily program of all these devils that have landed on earth just all the time. They scratch their smelly armpits and wonder whom and what to curse. And they're also very good in accounting, karma accounting, because they know that their time here is very short. So e even the smallest depths that one may have since thousands of years with the dark forces, they will find the record and they will come and claim and curse. And their curse will work if uh, you have some small, tiny depth to them. As far as lifting curses, that is uh, quite a complicated uh, subject. I still have not managed to lift all the curses I've collected through the thousands of years of earthly experience um, of my own. So I, I also don't work as a shaman for sure. They are professionals. But professionals or not, it boils down to the power behind the curse. And of course, the power behind the person who is trying to lift the curse. I can uh, just so like an information, like a general information to tell you one Vedic uh, curse lifting mantra. But that is uh, just for those who are curious how a curse lifting mantra may sound. Otherwise, uh, what I would do in such a situation, uh, first of all, do I have any connection uh, with the cursed city? If I don't, I wouldn't even bother thinking about this because it will be only connecting myself to some horror movie which I don't belong to. But let's say uh, the person under question is connected to that city. For example, he lives there or his uh, daughter lives there. Even in situation when uh, one already finds uh, himself in a situation related to, to such curse, I wouldn't uh, try to fight the curse directly. Uh, why? Because of the general environment. Now, in Kali Yoga, the entire earth and the atmosphere and everything is like this, that if you throw a handful of uh, seeds of weeds and poisonous grass and some fragrant fruits and flowers, 
The actual result that uh, you will see is that even if the fragrant fruits manage to sprout eventually, uh, the grass will suffocate them. Why is so? Because everything is like this in Kali Yuga. You try to do anything good, it will be naturally suffocated from all sides. And if you plant a curse or, or anything bad, it will just flourish naturally. Like I was listening once uh, to the shamans in the uh, Amazonian jungle. They were talking about how do the uh, healer shamans learn and how do the black magician shamans learn. There is a big difference. Those who do black magic, they don't need to do any penance for... Uh, getting extra powers they just get the curses and they they work immediately while for healing one needs to do first penance and fasting and lots of preparation for the curse lifting mantras to work it, it's actually quite difficult so it's it's with all things now and especially in these years when the devils are finally given a green light to do anything they wish on earth so trying to oppose them directly I personally wouldn't go for that because uh, usually these black magicians they're very expert they put securities on the curse so that it uh, cannot be lifted or somebody if uh, he tries to lift it this or that happens the thing is that even an entire city is cursed, this doesn't mean that all inhabitants will be equally affected. Only those uh, who have some uncleared depths with the dark forces will get affected by that curse. So at the end it's better to probably resort to one's own spiritual practices and building uh, shields around one's own self rather than trying to accomplish things which are too difficult. But here I will read the mantra to you. It is a prayer to Goddess Chandi. That's a form of Kali. Chandi Chandi Maha Chandi Avatamut Kare Navakandi Ashtadasha Buja Shastradari Hakini Dakini Garamari Jadu Tona Totka Mohena Satave Jahase Aya Vahiko Jaye Jisne Beja Usiku Kae so, some parts of this uh, mantra actually explain the general process which the shamans from all continents follow uh, to deal with black magic. And that's exactly when you get, like, you get a postal delivery, but uh, you changed your mind, you, you want to return the product to Amazon or whatever, and you refuse the delivery and the postman returns it automatically to the sender. And that's what exactly we read here. It says, return, go back to whoever sent you. Whoever is the sender, let him eat it. I decided uh, to tell you a bit more about uh, something that happened uh, last summer to me 
when I was uh, in extreme pain in my crystals series video I tell a little bit about this uh, situation and at that time without any warning uh, during a meditation I was in altered state but on that particular day I did not uh, pray to Christ in particular but I felt that his spirit is near and uh, we talked for quite some time now before I tell you what did we talk about uh, first of all the usual question how legitimate is that uh, was it really his spirit or as some people uh, express uh, nowadays just a personal projection no, it was not uh, some sort of daydreaming fantasy, uh, that is for sure. There was another spirit, but the question is, uh, which one exactly? Because, uh, sorry to repeat, uh, I made that point also in uh, a previous video, that as explained in the set books, sometimes our higher self uses a symbol which is extremely important to us to convey something to us, its incarnation. So, even if it was uh, some sort of a setup, symbolic uh, setup, like a psychic situation created by my higher self to teach me something, even in that case it may have some informational value, because uh, my higher self, as everybody's higher self, is far more knowledgeable than us, its incarnations, because it is consciously aware of all these in incarnations, the lessons learned from them, as well as uh, other sources that we can't even imagine. So was it actually really Christ or some sort of um, educational psychic event? I can't yet confirm for sure. As the events uh, now with uh, the apocalypse develop, then I will be able to confirm because there was like a specific information that eventually will uh, reveal it was uh, really him or not. But for now, I'm not sure myself and uh, I'm forwarding you what was communicated to me uh, because it is very relevant. Uh, in terms of what can happen to somebody if they accept the mark of the beast, which I advise you to avoid at any cost, it is hundred times better to die than to accept it. Not hundreds, thousands and million times better to die. So the Christ spirit came really very suddenly. I was not praying for that. I was not expecting it. And he appeared like a storm and immediately the first thing he told me why I was in that time in such absolutely unbearable pain and he just provided a bit more details uh, of uh, what I knew already since years about the history of my own soul so it is what we uh, call now pre-dynastic Egypt in those times uh, when I did this uh, terrible mistake about which I knew uh, vaguely even before that but he came specifically to confirm that I was uh, participating when the otherwise good magicians at that time in Egypt when they betrayed the human race and made this contract exactly with these parasites that we have now this uh, group of uh, magicians they actually uh, sold the people of the earth to the parasites which is most definitely a sin that could uh, definitely rival accepting the mark of the beast and actually over the years I had a couple of visions and a couple of times I got confirmed information 
that it it was uh, in Egypt for which uh, I suffered for many lifetimes. In the beginning, I was born three times in hell. That was uh, more than 20 years ago. I was shown that, and I saw hell with my own eyes for a very short time. But the visions of hell were very short, just a couple of seconds, but that was more than enough. For those who don't know, uh, the description of the the biblical description of hell is exactly as that in Islam, in Buddhism, in Hinduism. There is actually absolutely no difference, and that's how really things are. This is not just not just fantasy or symbol, or as some people are trying to mislead you, a psychic state which you can easily escape just by wishing to do so. So when the spirit came all of a sudden in my meditation and told me that, my first reaction was, "Am I imagining what's going on? Is this really true?" And I, I such thoughts were crossing few times my mind, and every time that happened. Like he repeated with like new expressions and told me the very same thing again. Actually, I don't even know how many times until at the end there was just no other way but to to really understand that yes, a spirit is talking to me and is definitely telling me that. So as I told you, the uh, entire interaction was quite long, and I needed some time to even uh, believe that this is taking place to start with. But after some time, th there was just no way to deny it, and I had to uh, actually face the truth that uh, he is talking to me. As he is telling me exactly why I suffer. Just uh, to provide more information on the background, uh, first it was three times in hell and after that it was a very long sequence of very, very low births, very, very, all my magical powers by take, were taken away because uh, I misused them. It was only after many, many births uh, in the couple of past births in the uh, Vedic culture, finally, I got some education. I, my bodies looked a bit acceptable, and I took shelter in the Vedic gods. But before that, it was uh, just extremely low. Human birds on Earth in Eurasia, but they were all very, very low. I never received any education or any much uh, understanding of anything. But that I knew from before, the only new information that now he told me was that exactly what was the uh, main sin for, for which I paid, that was the participation when that contract with the parasites was uh, sealed at that time. When I uh, actually understood that uh, this this experience is taking place, the first thing I told him was that, but why did you make us like this? Why do you even allow that we will do such terrible, stupid mistakes and then suffer so much? There should have been another arrangement that we are like not allowed to make such mistakes to start with. God is love, right? That's what I kind of told him the first thing. He found my words to be reasonable, uh, but immediately replied that, of course, that is possible, like to uh, have very limited and confined souls. But then he said, if you, all you, all souls were made like this, then you wouldn't be equal to me because you didn't wouldn't have all the freedom 
uh, which I have, which is an absolute freedom which includes making uh, all kinds of mistakes. And at that point, I just finally realized that it's, this is just so terrible. And I felt so sorry for what I have done. I even forgot that he is there. I just regretted so much that I even exist to see that I have done that. And I was in this uh, condition for a very long time. I didn't even think that it would be kind of uh, impolite or stupid to just uh, drown in my own uh, repentance uh, while he was beside me. But I was in that state for a very long time. I don't know, for me now it looks like half an hour maybe. I don't know what kind of time we were in at that moment, but uh, it was very, very long. I was uh, so ashamed of myself that I didn't find even strength to say anything. And after a very long time, I just uh, kind of started coming back to my senses and I realized that he was there all the time, just beside me. And then uh, I said, Okay, now I, I really understand this has happened and it's obvious that I'm extremely sorry. But what can I do now like to uh, repair this situation or somehow to get purified or forgiven something like that? And he just looked at me and he didn't say anything. Looked straight at me and that meant like just look at yourself and you're... You, you dare to say that after everything you have done. So since he did not reply, I asked the same question in different... Uh, I, I paraphrased the question and asked the same thing a few times. No, he just looked straight at me, not angry, but kind of... Uh, I felt like I'm looking in the mirror. And... Uh, it was not at all nice. And then I tried something else. I said, couldn't be any mercy just because that was like another incarnation. And after all, yes, it is the same self, but I'm kind of a, another person. Maybe there could be some, some like excuse and uh, some mercy because of that. He again looked at me uh, for a long time and... Uh, Finally, he even said, are you trying to bring that in front of me? <laughs> Which meant like, uh, you know very well that it was you because of the previous visions. You, you experienced that. You don't have any doubt it was you. And you know very well that I know everything. And you're trying to bring up that now. It was almost like a joke. And uh, it, it didn't make me feel any better, obviously. So since uh, before that I cried for such a long time, I kind of run out of fear, uh, tears. And at that time I was only into this uh, uh, mind frame that looking for some solution. Maybe he, he is there, maybe I could suggest some sort of healing or some sort, something like that. Because I was in uh, extreme physical pain for many days. And then I said, but at least in this life I wasn't that sinful. Maybe that, maybe that can like give some hope for some sort of uh, cure or improvement. And then he immediately replied, 
even as I was asking the question and finally he started uh, uh, like being somewhat softer to me because before he was not uh, like red eyes angry but still before I could only say Christ is justice for the entire period before that uh, yes Christ is love but for me before that Christ is just pure justice the Lord of justice but when I s mentioned this life, he immediately said, yes, in this life you finally understood that accepting any dealings or uh, any connections with the dark side is absolutely unacceptable. There is no excuse ever. Yes, you realized, and then uh, he even said a few good things about me. But then he said, all that is true and valid, but it doesn't make the Egyptian episode any less valid or true. So then I finally understood that uh, there is no more point to ask the same question in 35 different ways. He was not there to tell me that there is any hope for a, a miraculous cure. And then since that actually happened at the time when I uh, had... Uh, made the first few episodes of the end times i felt that i have to ask him about that moreover i had a few well downloads of information regarding him uh, prior to that in the spring of last year so i asked him if that was true and he confirmed and i asked how are the end times gonna be and he said, of course, as the prophets said, can be any different, of course. So I said, uh, it means that this timeline which I'm trying to make based on the prophecies is uh, kind of correct. And he said, yes, in general, you are getting it right. He said, there will be some differences in the way things play out. But the, the the essence, the meaning of the events will remain the same. And then he said, I have uh, sent so many messages to so many prophets and visions. He said, really, really many of them. So when he said there will be variations uh, in the way things play out, he didn't say like 60-70% will happen of what is on your chart. But I had that feeling that it is about that much. So that could be also some indication. And uh, then I actually wanted to ask him about the rocket ruins and the vehicle tracks, which are uh, still unexplainable to me. And it was just not not coming to my mind. I, I knew that there were this... I just forgot them. It, apparently it wasn't uh, meant that they come up at that time. I kind of knew they are there, but I, I just forgot what are they, like these very important questions which I would always remember, but at that particular point, like, <laughs> they came out of my mind, so I uh, did not ask about history. And then, since he was still there, I decided to return to the end times, and I said, uh, will it be possible that you tell me a little bit about the end times with your own words. He said, uh, that's for the prophets and you are not a prophet. I said, uh, I know that uh, I'm not uh, one of the prophets and uh, that's why I asked you, uh, because I don't know. And then he explained that uh, 
what you experience and you perceive as conversation is uh, not the way I perceive it and from a higher perspective is is not a really a conversation. What actually happened today to you is uh, one of these uh, innumerable, did he say doors or uh, I don't know, or maybe windows, something of that sort. Doors for the knowledge, which are really countless. Many of them are uh, still closed and they are opening one by one and I learn more and more. So he said all that happened today was actually one of these doors opened. And this got translated into your human earthly reality as a conversation. Only so that uh, it will make sense to you and uh, you will be able to use it in your reality. It should be something that you can relate to. And then uh, his spirit actually started departing very, very slowly and I uh, could see all these doors. It was countless of them, countless open, countless still closed. And that was uh, like a new information for me about all these doors and that the conversation is actually a really projection, like a, a way to accept the new small particle of knowledge. And later on, I believe, was it in um, August or September, I was reading, uh, uh, not reading, but listening on Tim Hart Hart's channel, um, this book called The Set Material. And over there, once uh, while they were channeling Set, they asked him that, are you actually available at all times for conversation? Because usually they had fixed the timings on days of the week in the evening on which they were channeling and they were recording and writing down the channeled material. So once they asked him, are you actually available at all times? Because we are fixing like a time. And then Seth explained to them this very same thing actually that... Uh, the spirit or I, as you can say I'm not sure myself was it the spirit of Christ or some sort of projection that brought knowledge to me um, what, what the spirit told me that uh, this the conversation thing taking in a, a time given a span of time in our reality this is simply a kind of a uh, by byproduct package so that we understand the real knowledge and in the set material set explained the very same thing that uh, these things like earthly timing and conversations uh, like your conversations they don't even exist in my reality so it's a very complicated transition you know tr to translate in between realities so, in other words, he, he said that uh, it will be kind of fairy tale if I uh, tell you that uh, it, it is uh, one way or the other because these uh, things uh, like having a conversation uh, with somebody at a given point in time, these are earthly things and they are not there in the other realities. So I want to clarify one uh, point about uh, punishment because uh, I am definitely in a way still getting punished 
for so many lifetimes for this very serious offense which uh, eventually actually made many people suffer that's why it is so serious and I, I had to get punished for such a long period but now somebody may uh, have this doubt why do I suffer in this lifetime if I'm no longer involved in black magic I did not do that in this lifetime just on the contrary I was always uh, careful yeah, never to get uh, entangled in anything like that why do I continue to get punished even after I have shown and Christ has confirmed that I have already proven that I'm not going to sign such deals anymore. The thing is that I don't sign the deals anymore. However, these qualities in me which uh, contributed to such a bad decision and fall down, I have been working on them since many lifetimes and I hope this is the last one in which uh, I, I hope to erase all traces of uh, such uh, underlying qualities but they are there some some small hints sometimes I'm inconsiderate to people or uh, resentful to them it's it's a uh, modern people will say oh this is very minor depends on the standard because uh, if uh, one wants to be completely like pure to stand in front of the angels and not to be ashamed there should not be any trace of anything. So the actual punishment which I am experiencing in this life uh, comes in two forms. The worst one is terrible physical pain and the second one is um, often during this life I was quite limited. I simply could not perform uh, because I am very weak you know, I could uh, have much less energy than other people, but I had to cope with the same life that they cope with. So, uh, about being limited, that uh, never troubled me because I knew that uh, I had in such magical lives before that and also in the future in comparison to which even the strongest uh, and most vital men are very limited so this relative uh, uh, physical weakness which many people would perceive as misfortune I don't even count it because it is so relative and the second problem uh, with the extreme physical pain uh, that also comes at a time when uh, I had, I was forced to uh, to use it as a tool to even uh, temper more my my willpower. That was the only way to avoid pain. When it is unbearable, I can only resort to prayer, and uh, of course, prayer and mantra chanting they have to be sincere at that time in order to work even a little bit uh, because uh, the situation is uh, so pressing that uh, uh, there is no other way and uh, that was in the summer so apparently uh, because of the prayers mine and also of other people uh, the, the prayer I had at that time okay I understood from what Christ told me and actually what was communicated to me in uh, also few other previous visions which were most definitely confirmed this one I'm not even still counting as totally confirmed but I had uh, previous confirmed visions 
in which I was told that I will not get cured in this lifetime. It will be like this until the end. But this doesn't mean that uh, I always have to be in pain. Improvement is possible to some uh, extent, uh, even to the point that I don't have much pain. And then uh, my angels helped me with the crystals advice, so definitely that was a big uh, help. And then they helped me uh, find some herbs that give some relief of the pain. So somehow I would say in the summer it was worse, and now I'm just extremely thankful that uh, at least the pain is uh, kind of bearable most of the time. I brought up this uh, problem uh, with the pain in front of the spirit of Ayahuasca as well and what she told me uh, was, uh, you know what, uh, actually I've been uh, reducing what, should, what was planned originally so many times, like really, really many times. So looking at what the uh, possible original uh, wrongdoing took place, yes, it makes sense that uh, the punishment I got is actually relatively mild. And the main reason for which I uh, decided to tell you about this vision, uh, actually one should not tell much about one's visions, but uh, I decided to tell you so that you don't take lightly uh, what is uh, described in the Bible as uh, uh, drinking from the cup of the wrath of Christ, the anger of Christ. Don't go for that. Don't go for that. Those who will be convincing you that sin doesn't even exist, they don't know what are they talking about and they cannot even change their current lives. I want to speak of uh, helping other people. Also, don't deceive yourself that, uh, oh, I'll get the fix, it's uh, nothing major. How does it matter if I actually uh, have good intentions and remain good person in heart and don't do anything wrong to others? The sin is when you actually harm others. You will be harming others uh, once they put the black magic in your blood. That is what the entire cunning... Uh, uh, theater setup is all about. And getting back to the Egyptian story, uh, what happened was uh, we had a master uh, who was overseeing the use of magic powers in Egypt and uh, when he saw what kind of nonsense we are doing, I don't know what he did to others but for me he arranged that I die, probably I get killed or something, I don't know details. And the way I saw it, it wasn't that my uh, punishment was decided by uh, a judge personally. He simply reversed uh, these wrong energies, which I used to harm others, probably indirectly. He just reversed them so that they come back to me. Exactly like in the mantra, I returned back to sender and I let him eat his own bitter medicine. So dealing with the curses of the devils during the tribulation, uh, that will be our own exam for each one of us on personal level. But the main thing in which I want to draw your attention to this video is that the curse which you should fear most 
is the curse of Christ because it's exactly as said in the Bible at the end he will curse all the marked people uh, together with their uh, pathetic gadgets computers and uh, TV sets.